Hi, I'm Mark Rennick. This is Victory Over Sin. My name is Mark Rennick. Good Saturday afternoon to you. I hope things are going well in your weekend. We're excited to have another episode of Victory Over Sin. At the first of the show, I always try to tell you what Victory Over Sin is and who sponsors it. It is sponsored by Systemic Change of Idaho. And that organization is an advocacy organization. That's an outgrowth of the Southwest Council for St. Vincent de Paul here in southern Idaho. Uh, They fund that program. They fund this program. And we do some really interesting stuff through them. But the growth for this group came out of uh, what St. Vincent Paul is called a conferences or the little different organizations that are associated with churches. And there's a group there called the Reentry Conference. And that's where I met St. Vincent Paul and got involved with them about four years ago. And what the Reentry Conference does to their credit, is to see people as they're coming out of incarceration. And they come out of incarceration, and they call the hotline, and then the reentry conference goes out and sees them if they request that. And then we help them with pay their rent, or maybe a bus pass, or maybe a bicycle, or some help with clothes. And so that's how I got involved with St. Vincent de Paul. And we've been doing this, like I said, for about four years now. And we got some national attention with this program. It was being very successful because... Last year, in the fiscal year last year, the Department of Corrections uh, paroled about 1,000 people to the Region 4 area. And this little group saw 556 of it. I think that's the current number. So we saw a bunch of those people. And so we got some attention nationally. And so with that attention came some people who came out and talked to us. And they said, hey, this is pretty cool. And we've got some money to do some, uh, some other things. How would you like to do that? And that became Systemic Change of Idaho. And the exciting thing that we're doing with Systemic Change of Idaho is that they've given us some money to essentially educate Idahoans on what it's like to be on parole, and that's pretty exciting. We're doing that in a manner in which we're finding people who have been in the system, and we love calling those people returning citizens, and we've put together a PowerPoint. It's actually completed, and there are people being trained each Monday now between now and the middle part of September. And we'll be ready to present this PowerPoint. We're going to go out to HR groups, to churches, to service groups, and to pretty much anybody that wants us to come. And we will come with those volunteers, and then we'll share the PowerPoint. And then we'll kind of answer some questions about what it's like to be in the system. So that's the concept that they put together and supported, and we're excited about it. So that is exciting, and we're well on our way. This will debut at an event um, in September which is called the Offender Resource Fair, Community Resource Fair at the Vineyard, and it's going to be on September the 15th. And it's an all-day affair. If you do not know about this, you should mark your calendars. If you have people or loved ones who are either incarcerated or in the system, this is a great place to come. There'll be 120 or so different organizations. It's like the Super Bowl of offender issues, and you can come and just find out everything you wanted to find out about who supports them and who, uh, what services are available. So mark your calendars for that. That's exciting. This week we've um, actually had some more dialogue with our funding sources for the systemic change, and it looks very, very optimistic for the future. They've got some new staff 
And we're going to be able to go back to Tampa and meet with those guys in a, a meeting at the first part of September. And we're looking to make this a long-term, ongoing situation. So the hope is a year from now, we're almost ready to go with anybody's notice, and we'll come up with several of these PowerPoints as we go forward in trying to educate people about what it's like to be incarcerated. The contention is is that you, the general public, do not know what it's like and how to survive on parole. It's very difficult. Most of the people know who are listening to my voice that I've been in the system. I'm 74975. And so it takes some process to understand and survive on parole. And we think we can do that by educating people about what those roadblocks are and maybe overcome some of them and then link to other people in terms of a community and uh, make it better for everybody who's coming out. Because Hey, guess what, Idaho? There's 97% of those people who are living out there in the desert. They're going to get out, and they're going to be your neighbors. So why don't we start talking to them and educating them and welcoming them back? He says we may need to edit that one out just. Uh, so look forward to that. i got a guest. I'm real excited to have the guest we're going to have on here, uh, Miss Sarah Angel Hill will be here. <laughs> And one second, so we'll get back to you. The United States has the highest percentage of its population in prison in the world. That's one in 200 Americans are currently serving time in a federal or local prison. As of May 2017, Idaho has 8,223 men and women incarcerated and another 17,201 on probation and parole. So upon release from prison, who works with these individuals and families to help them transition back into our community? This is done by what we call returning citizens resources and coffee shop we offer them a cup of coffee and some resources and information to help get them on solid footing with their faith their recovery and to begin their new life as our neighbor it's designed for the offender's first stop from the institution if you'd like to help us help them please contact mark rennick at 629-8861 that's area code 208-629-8861 and if you're out in the desert needing any help for your transition we pay for that call Okay, thank you. As I mentioned before, Sarah Angel Hill is here from. This is exciting. She's cool. She's one of these cool people who have. We've done a lot of these shows, but she is a superstar in the fact that she's been per, certainly a member of the system, and uh, she gets to come talk to us. And she's doing great things that we're going to get to talk about. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about you and how you got here, et cetera, et cetera, because you got all sorts of stuff that we need to get to. Um. Well, I. Um Became an instant alcoholic when I was 13, and I just kind of stumbled through life with addiction and taking my kids down this horrible path of destruction with me. And um, I, I got a felony in 2009 and uh, went through drug court. Didn't didn't get it. I didn't get it. Um, and then uh, shortly after that, I um, got into using and things like that again. And um, I ended up getting another charge in 2014 went on the run, um, and I just, at that point, I feel like God reached out to me, and I surrendered. I turned myself into the jail, and um, I think I surrendered to Jesus at that time, and I went on a rider and uh, just really grasped on to, to Jesus, and um, and here I am. Cool. And you're a native Idahoan? Yep. From Pocatello? Yep, born Pocatello. and raised. Yeah. So how'd you get over from Pocatello to Boise? 
Um, after I had my, so I was, I got pregnant at 16 and, um, at 17, me and his dad decided to move up to Boise. He had some family up here just to kind of try to start over and get away from the friends. We were so young, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, just try to get up here and try to be adults. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I came up here. And then my mom followed after. And so quite a bit of my family's up here now. Cool. Well, you know, the thing too, I, I've always contended too, that, the system is crowded, so crowded, but it's really almost unfair towards women because of like your rider situation. There aren't enough, if people don't know this, there aren't enough spaces for uh, women in, in, the, in the system. And so they unfairly kind of farm you out to different counties as you're trying to get your spot for the rider. Did that happen to you? No, uh, I, was, I was very blessed in that situation. I went straight up to oh. South Boise and I did, oh, my, did RDU there and did my whole program there. Oh, that, you were very, very lucky. Yes. <laughs> increasingly the people, the horror stories we hear about people getting stuck in, you know, X number of counties or whatever for waiting for their slot to then go back to Pocatello, then to go to South Boise is, is really difficult. So that's good. Congratulations. Yeah. That was cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And you know, I found you first time too on this kind of little podcast mm -hmm. and I listened to this voice and I said, man, she's a chrysalis lady. And uh, so that was, how did that come about? Um, well, Julie's been a part, Julie Turner. She's the one that does the podcast. It's called made for this. And she's been a part of chrysalis for a while. She does a lot of the, um, worship at our chrysalis graduations and things and so she um just really admires marcia and um loves the chrysalis program and so she asked if she could do a podcast with marcia and um one of the ladies and i got to be the one to do it that's cool yeah because if we people don't know that we're talking about chrysalis uh transitional living center on state street which is uh pretty much the real only strong option for women who are coming out of incarceration or coming out of addiction and uh, of a Christian base. Mm -hmm. True. And Marsha Tennyson is the uh, founder, director, and who all around uh, bottle washer, everything to make mm -hmm. that place work. And you've come out as now a graduate because I went to your graduation at the Grove Hotel. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You got to stand up in front of everybody and it was fun. Talk about uh, that process, how, many time, how long you stayed in that program to graduate. Well, here's the thing. Chrysalis is a big seed planter. Um, I first went to Chrysalis in 2009, mm -hmm. and um, I just didn't get it. I um, Relationships and um, just unhealthy relationships, especially with men. So I left the program. I like that real quickly, especially with men, and you kind of faded off. I like that. Well, you know, <laughs> it's it's okay, relationships are no, not a good thing it to is, do when it you're is in the your biggest, first. It is the biggest roadblock to people suffering with addiction. It's, exactly. not, just, it's not just women or it's not oh, just yeah, you. Yeah. It's like when somebody comes into our group and they'll say, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. Oh, by the way, I met this lady. And it's like, right. we're in real trouble then, okay? Yeah. Because we know that everything's going to change and you're going to start working to connect with that person to make that person happy. And you're going to give up everything that you that should be addressing first. within your life, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that's good. I'm not, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Um, so anyways, but that seed was planted. Um, Marsha... She was just amazing. She loved me through it. And um, so that's when I decided to uh, come back to the program. And they um, took me back with open arms. And um, so this time going through it, I uh, took her advice. And um, I stayed out of relationships. And I just focused on myself and got really involved in the community. Um, and she really uh, encourages that. So... Um, 
it's an 18 month long program. You have an option of doing the first six months. Uh, it's called Courage to Change. And then after, after that, you can um, apply for the year program. And that's what I did. And I did the 18 months and learned a lot about myself, boundaries, um, got into a small group and just started like doing, it's called lifestyle changes. And so that's what I was doing. And she, uh, Marsha has that track record to that. Uh, I've been uh, loosely associated with them for, um, I don't know, five years or so, because we will run across people and we'll end up taking them to church, et cetera. And one of the churches, one of the churches I like to attend supports them big time Mm -hmm. and loves them. So uh, it was a logical kind of blend for us. But Marsha has that reputation. You can mess up with Marsha and come back. And when she sees that, you and I talked about this coming over, when she sees that peace in her heart, somebody's heart, where they know that this they can do this, she's okay, and she's all in with people. And I've seen her give people chance after chance after chance. And so congratulations. That's cool. I mean, it's great that Marsha does that, but it's also great to see the, the rewards when, you know, you're sitting across from me and, and, and living what she saw in you. That's kind of neat. Yeah, and she, uh, you know, even through my drug use, I was deep into my drug addiction um, after leaving and I would go to the office and she would just look at me straight in the eye and hug me and love on me and, you know, gently say, you know, you can always come back when you're ready. And yep. so, yeah. And I think that's you, because you are, we'll talk about Celebrate Recovery in a second, but I think the, that's the hardest piece for me is that you're working with somebody and you know in their heart that there's this great person there and you can, I can see it and they can't necessarily see it, and they can verbalize that they know they're forgiven and that God doesn't remember any of that, but they can't believe it. And it's real difficult for me sometimes to let those people walk and then say, I'll be here when you get back. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest piece for me. I don't know about that. But. Yeah. Okay, so you went, you're also a Celebrate Recovery superstar, too. And you just <laughs> got back from the summit in uh, Southern California, right? Yep. How did that happen for you? Well, um, when I was on my rider, there were a couple of women from the Vineyard Church who I had known previously from Celebrate Recovery and Little Bouts of Sobriety that would come out and um, teach a, a class out there, not for Celebrate Recovery. But so when I was out there, I knew that was where I was going to go as soon as I got out. I always I had gone there before years ago, and I always wanted what they had. I just didn't know how to get it. Mm-hmm. And so that was my goal was to be a leader in Celebrate Recovery. So when I started going there immediately, as soon as I got into Chrysalis, um, Started going on Friday nights and uh, got into the small twelve-step study group. The yep. just and I think that's almost. I think the people who uh, come out of Celebrate Recovery uh, the best are involved in those twelve-step groups, right? Yes. Because that's an intensive year-long program, right? Yep, you go through it for a year with other women, not just for substance abuse. No, There's no, people anything, in there yeah. for control and yep. codependency, and I gained some great, the best relationships that I've ever had yep. with women. So um, I went through that program, and once you go through that, you have an opportunity to be a leader. And um, so I did a couple of interviews with some of the ladies that run the show there and um, became a leader. And it was just about two months before the summit that I became a leader, so I was super excited. I couldn't wait to go. Yeah, so. everybody I know that's gone has been excited about it. So that's mm-hmm. my old neck of woods. I used to live in Orange County, so it's kind of exciting to go down there too. Yeah. That's a nice place, very nice place. You also um, 
uh, or where you work is kind of cool. So let's talk about where you work because they don't get enough credit. Uh, again, people who are listening to me, a lot of times people who have been in the system, it's always hard to find work. And where she's employed is one of the few places that just you can always say automatically, go talk to these guys. And they do pretty much accept them. So talk a little bit about your work and what they do. So I work at All American Publishing. Um, and they are. They're just a second chance um, mm-hmm. type of business. I've worked there a couple different times, and they've always taken me back. And um, they were a big part of helping me get to the summit. It takes some you know, funds to get there, and so they were a big uh, supporter in that. I couldn't have went up there without them. And they've walked through, they walk through recovery with people. They really work with people. They offer you know, counseling and different things like that. Um, and my son, he's struggles with addiction and they uh, hired him on. They just love him. They, they walk alongside him through his struggles that he's had. And um, really, they're just, they're just great. I just love them. They're, I've worked there for a year and a half. I'm really blessed to work there. And I just feel like God has put so many Christians in my life to help me through this and lift me up that they're, they're a big part of that. Well, and I think too, again, what you're hearing, I hope you're, what you're hearing is the theme for her. And uh, if you're in that spot where you're listening to us and you're struggling, then all this really takes is kind of reaching out to a couple of us. It's so much a part of the sense of community. And what Sarah's identifying is where she lives, where she works, and where she hangs out is a place where she is supported always in terms of her walk. And so the closer you get to working on this uh, situation in your life, uh, you overcome those things. And you, because you're starting to listen to the Holy Spirit kind of tell you what to do, all this stuff works. And for me, because I'm an alcoholic too, I don't even think about drinking anymore. All mm-hmm. I think about are the positive things that uh, are going forward. So yeah. I don't like I don't think about the phone that just went off that I didn't put on silent <laughs> there. So. <laughs> okay, you're also going someplace tonight, too, that you're excited about. We're taping this on Friday, and it's going to be aired on Saturday. So you're going to an interesting event tonight. Yeah, I get to go to the Uplift Music Tour, which um, Mercy Me is a big part of my testimony. Yeah. God reached out to me through one of their songs, and uh, that was like a big turning point for me to surrender to the jail. Um, and so I get to go there with my 13-year-old daughter, and we get to uh, do a meet and greet with them. So hopefully I can... Tell them a little bit about my testimony and how God used them Absolutely to cool. reach out cool. to me. That is great. I'd love it. Um, what else do you want to talk about for you that you can promote? Because you're a superstar. I also, I'll publicly say on air that I've I've been courting, let's say, Sarah, to be a part of our systemic change of Idaho. And I think we're getting closer, guys. So uh, <laughs> let's, uh, hopefully that's going to happen pretty soon, too. So what else is going on in your life? Well, let me kind of tell you a little bit about the summit, if people okay. yeah, really don't know do what that. that is. So let's this see. is the Celebrate Recovery Summit, where uh, different Celebrate Recoveries come together all throughout the world. Throughout we have people from Kenya, Argentina. So there's thousands and thousands of people that show up to Saddleback Church where Celebrate Recovery started uh, 26 years ago. And mm-hmm. we get to go to different workshops. We went to workshops all day learning about, you know, the mental health initiative that they're starting and um, the opioid uh, epidemic. And I'm trying to, we're trying to get the landing launched at Celebrate Recovery, which is for the Celebrate Recovery for teens. Mm -hmm. And so if you guys could pray about that, we're trying to launch it on October 6th. So I went to a lot of the different workshops for that. Mm -hmm. Um, They do. By the way, too, Celebrate Recovery in the Valley, if you think about it, the person, the group, the church that led the charge on all this stuff and setting it up was the Vineyard. And so give them credit. It's the one that 
certainly, um, I'm, I'm associated with several different churches, but and one of those has Celebrate Recovery. But if you're in the Boise area, that's the place to go to. Mm-hmm. It's on Friday night. And some of the people are, I mean, I can think of when I first got out of prison, Lee Bloom is there, and just yes. people who are always, always there with that smile. And that's a good spot to go. You're out, again, walking around struggling or listening to our voice for the first time, this is a place to go on Friday night and just we'll buy you dinner the first time and just sit and listen to some great music with our friend uh, April White singing. Mm-hmm, and and so, her. and so, you know, that's a place to kind of connect. So that's, and this is for every single family member you have for, for the kids. We have celebration place and then we have the teens and then we have for the adults and we all uh, learn one of the lessons and it's based on the 12 steps but it's also the eight beatitudes the eight principles and so they age appropriate they mm-hmm. do different lessons we do the same lesson and but it's for the whole family and it like i said it's for anger control grief substance abuse and mm-hmm. those you know like my teenagers they've gone through the ringer with me so it's good for them to have a place to go and um able to speak about their struggles and their resentments and whatever else they need to work through absolutely absolutely so let's see what else we have we got anything else on your list that i haven't gotten to chrysalis okay let's talk about chrysalis because that's it they're good people yeah you know um a lot of us women don't have a place to go when we get out Mm -hmm. uh we burn bridges and when you get out there and you don't have anybody to cling on to it's really hard to stay hopeful Mm -hmm. so chrysalis is just one of those places where it's just great that it's in the community that that's a place where we can go um and that's where god you know it was my protection that's what chrysalis is it's a um, protective state of a caterpillar and so i just felt very protected there i felt loved there's all of the volunteers there really have different gifts that they you know help with and i met with a life coach once a week mm-hmm. talked about goals and things like that and we could all we're, we're having a golf tournament on september 8th it's the seventh annual golf tournament it's one of our biggest uh, fundraisers they're on skip hall show here so they came in they're on skip hall oh, show. good yeah, good yeah. yeah so that'll be at falcon crest golf course and so i just uh it's cool i mean like i said i think again um i can't say enough i have a I'm associated with, um, I have a sister nonprofit that does housing. And from time to time, we kick around the idea of doing uh, women's housing. And women's housing is difficult unless you're a strong woman who can lead that. And there aren't many strong women who can lead those organizations, especially with this Christian kind of bent, Mm -hmm. which is what really needs to happen because I'm biased in that situation and that those of us, Sarah and myself, I can't necessarily speak for Sarah, but I can speak for myself. I wouldn't be sober today unless I had a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's the thing we're always trying to lead people towards in terms of making them a stronger Christian as they go forward. Because the stronger they are as a Christian, the easier it is going to be overcome the issues that affect their lives or the, the sin, I'm going to say, because name of the show is Victory of a Sin. If they can, no one can overcome that, but they need to work towards that. And as you work towards that, you get stronger and they become less and less of an issue for you. I mean, for at least in my life, I'll feel like I've got uh, control over a certain aspect and then suddenly the onion will get peeled away and then God will say, hey, look at this mark. So mm-hmm. that's, the, that's what's happened to me. But that's what I think the process that we're trying to do. And it's very hard to do women's housing. And so what Marsha does is commended and you should look her up and send her a check. Yep. You can like us on Facebook. Um, it's Chrysalis Women's Transitional Living Inc. That's where you can learn a lot about our program and how to volunteer or just get involved or just find out about the golf tournament and all of that. And 
So, and I'm a house manager there, so yeah, we talk about right, that. That's right, that's it's right. um, the main reason why I'm a house manager there is so I can just be a light to the other women, and that can be really taxing sometimes. You mm-hmm. just want to want them to get it. But um, I'm learning a lot from Marsha. Mm-hmm. She's taught me a lot about. She's a good lady. Uh, yeah, she's a good lady. Well, as and if you're listening to this today, hopefully your prayers out for me because I am on my way to Colorado, where we're going to uh, another person is in a systemic change uh, group with us. We're going to a week long training in Colorado sponsored by People First. They're going to make community organizers out of us, so we're going to Estes Park, Colorado. So keep us in your prayers as we go forward, and we'll be gone for a while. But we're going to try to do a show next week live from People First in Estes Park, Colorado. We think we have the technology down to make that work, so look forward to that in the future. Thank you so much for coming in today. Sarah, um, you've been on my top 10 list to get you in here for a while since we've started doing this show, and Thank you for coming in and doing so. I hope it was okay for you. I, it, it was my pleasure. Again, I want to thank Sarah for coming in and sharing um, her unique approach to all this and the special way that her life has changed uh, since she's been involved. Uh, it's not so much that Sarah's typical, but the struggle that she had and how she's overcome that, how she's come forward. Those are the things that you and I, if you're in that situation, must do. And she's a great example for me and for others as to how to make your life work after incurring some difficulty early in life. So congratulations to her, and I'm so thankful she came in. If you need to reach out to us or you want to be a speaker or you're interested in, in supporting us as we go forward, you can do it very easily. Go to www.systemicchangeofid.com. There's actually an email there, a systemic change of Idaho, all spelled out, at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Systemic Change of Idaho. We're on Instagram, it's Systemic Change of ID. Or you can actually even call us at area code 208-477-1006. And we look forward to seeing you next Saturday afternoon on Victory Over Sin. Thank you so much. If I'm a Christian, how come every day I seem to fall? But I ain't know that all my sins were nailed upon the cross. I found it out in chapter 2 in the book of Colossians. See, the devil's a liar. Yeah, he's an accuser. He tells me I'm worthless. He says I'm a loser. But now I refuse to let him lead it.